say hello, Sarah Pierce, <laughs> and congratulations on the sanatorium, which is out in ebook and hardback on the 18th of February. Um, it's uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you very much. Oh, for thank you. Um, it was sat there in my Christmas pile of books, and I thought I was going to get to it over Christmas, but I didn't. I read a lot of Christmas books over Christmas, but I took it. I picked it up um, a couple of days ago, and yeah, just gobbled it down. It was um, one of those books I really enjoyed the short, snappy chapters because that really works me, especially in thrillers. I really um, that just kept me wanting more. I like, what? No. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like reading in the bath you see that's my place of uh, uh, reading and then once I'm in there I've got I know I've got a good hour so I can just really get through a good sort of um, hundred pages or so so I really enjoyed it so thank you very much and um, yeah really intense and in-depth piece of work so how long have you been working on um, the sanatorium? Yeah it's probably around two years in total actually so from when I first got the idea I did a lot of research after I first sort of had the seed of the idea and then yeah from there it was very actually quite a quick writing process I'd say so a little bit different for me I started off writing short stories which is a completely Mm. different beast Um, but yeah the idea came to me and then I did as I said I did a lot of research and then it was a lot of plotting so I again really looked at the structure of this one because as you say from a sort of short chapter point of view and pacing I wanted it to be something that was really a page turner and I, I think for me that involved plotting to a degree I hadn't really done before. Um, Mm. So, yeah, so the actual writing process was probably close to 18 months, but, yeah, six months or more of researching. Yeah. So do you use many techniques or tools? Because I'm very, very jealous when I see pictures on Twitter (laughs) or the social media of of all these post-it notes all splattered on the wall with all these... I've got as far as doing a spider diagram. That's about it, really. And then I sort of just refer back to that every now and again. But yeah, do you do immense plotting and planning with your um, with your writing? I do. But I have to say, I'm not one of these very structured order people. I agree with you. I see these amazing pin boards with lots of post-it notes that people rearrange in a certain way. And yeah, chapter by chapter and scene by scene. I do plot, but I have to say it's a bit more haphazard. So I think a lot of the plotting goes on inside my head. Um, and then, yeah, it's mainly kind of rough notes. I'd say written down in you know one of three notebooks (laughs) when I get the chance before bed or just during the day so yeah I don't have that set structure but I very much kind of note things down and I think for me it's kind of I have key fixed points within the plots that I sort of want to hit so Mm. from a cliche point of view beginning middle and end but I do really have kind of twists and turns that I want to make sure happen Um, and I I write those down but yeah it isn't in a very visual way I think if someone looked through my notebooks they'd struggle to make head nor tail of it (laughs) yeah it all makes sense in your head and that's all that matters exactly (laughs) Uh, so it's obviously a book that you really felt drawn to write so when you read those articles about sanatoriums yeah how how did you feel did it really give you the chills and that did you really then get inspired to say this is the book I need to write yeah it was really an instantaneous thing I don't think I've ever had that before with a piece of writing where I read the article and it set my imagination just firing I I saw the images as well and then immediately I have to say kind of furiously typed online (laughs) and started sort of researching the history because it was something I had heard of but I genuinely didn't know this was a kind of resort we visited lots and I really didn't know that the whole almost in a way winter tourism industry kicked off um, from the sort of legacy of sanatoria in the town so that captured my imagination for one thing just the sort of history of that um, and then yeah when I did the research I thought oh my gosh there's so much kind of material here and I also found a great video online 
um, kind of, I don't know if you've heard of urban exploration, which is where people kind no. of, I, don't, I think, to be honest, often illegally break into abandoned buildings and then sort of film them. And I found this amazing video of, of, of someone walking around an abandoned sanatorium. And it just, I just thought, wow, this could be a really kind of creepy Gothic setting for a novel. Mm. Um, yeah, and I thought I could really use it. I think I, I really need to be have something I feel quite passionate about. And I think that idea of this sort of repurpose building, um, I love that idea of a sort of building, holding lots of history. Um, so yeah, that it really stemmed from that initial article. And then I thought, yeah, this is the, the seed of the idea. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I'm getting chills just thinking <laughs> about it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how has the last 10 months fared for you then? Because I presume you're working on another project, are you? You've got a second book or you've got yeah. lots of other short writing projects on the go. So are you struggling to concentrate? I've spoken to quite a few authors recently and readers who are all just who all have gone through different phases I suppose of um struggling with their their concentration how's it how's it been for you yeah I have to say the first lockdown so when was that we're looking at kind of last March wasn't it March April time that was a time where I had to be honest banked in a lot of writing time so with both mm. my daughters being at school and then obviously that didn't happen so I think that first month when the news was coming out about the virus almost hourly wasn't it or minute by minute I think I struggled really there because I was kind of a bit like a lot of people I think stuck on that rolling news cycle and there was a bit of sort of a feeling of impending doom I think uh, and that made it really struggle to, to, to yeah to carry on and I, the sort of schedule I had for the writing which really is those hours between when the girls go to school and come home yeah that was sort of wiped wiped away really so yeah those first few months I I, I was then yeah, didn't really work loads. I kept thinking about the plot for the second book. And then, yeah, it was really only the summer months when I think things calmed down a little bit. And I think we collectively were over the shock of the virus. That was only when I was able to kind of concentrate. But yeah, it has been a really tough time. Mm. And I wonder what your thoughts are on the evolving process of people's writing um, after this, because I know a lot of people are wondering how they should plot books that happened mm. in 2020 whether they should make any references to the virus or any of the restrictions or anything that was going on. And I don't know what your th thoughts are on that. Yeah. Is about, it... as, as a writer or even as a reader, is that something you'd want to read or is that something you would consider putting into a, a novel? Yeah, not for me. I can see why people will. And I, and I think, to be honest, it might well be perhaps a few years later that it's kind of um, touched upon. But for me as a reader, I don't think I would want to do that. I think we've lived it to such a kind of intense degree. I don't know whether I would want that. I think for me at the moment, I like fiction that's really kind of transporting and it's really escapist. So I don't think I, it's something I, I would necessarily be touching on in my writing. No. Mm, yeah I feel the same yeah I think a lot of people are, are wondering how they're going to get around that it's it's you know if I'm going to mention 2020 sure I've got to put you know the virus or or make some sort of reference to COVID yeah. but I think I'm very much like you and there's ways around it fiction is fiction you know we're just exactly. fictionize a world that never existed <laughs> yeah and I wonder and I wonder as well it's it's an interesting thing someone was saying to me the other day about how we've very much accepted uh, the new norm so kind of wearing masks etc and I, I wonder how quickly we will kind of go the other way so when we no longer have to wear them is it something we're kind of wanting to draw a line under and I think that mm. will be interesting and in how that will play out in fiction because I almost wonder whether people will treat it as a bit of a bad dream <laughs> and then yeah and then not want to reference it again um, almost yeah. like a bit of post-traumatic in a way and I yeah that's how I kind of feel about it and I think we were saying before we started um 
recording I think it's very much that idea that it's something yeah that you almost have to deal with day by day and not think about it too much so I don't know whether that is something that would then impact how people would write about it i.e not wanting to sort of delve too deeply into it absolutely yeah so I presume you are obviously an avid reader and um you probably read a lot of the child as I read authors work sometimes I can see within their writing that they are readers or they have read lots of books in the past because it's ever so slightly referenced in the book yeah um so I got that sense from you um so yeah what what kind of books did you read as a child and what inspired you to go on to write yeah I very much loved Enid Blyton so I think if anyone asked me the question of who did you read I think it's quite telling who is the first the first name, the name of the author that comes to mind. And for me, it's Enid Blyton. And I think, (laughs) yeah, one of the things I loved, I loved obviously all of the boarding school stories, but I think the other thing I I loved, and I have to say there's elements of that within the sort of Mallory Towers and St. Clair's. One of the things I loved about her books, that sense of of kind of mystery and adventure. And I think that's something that as a child, and it's interesting now, my daughter's going, I don't know about your children, but my daughter's going through a phase of really voraciously reading. So she's 10 and she's at that level of fluency that I remember where you can kind of almost pick up anything and devour it. Mm. And one of the things she always says about the Blyson books, which I have to say, she does struggle to find a sort of similar series, is that sense of absolute adventure. So the idea that, you know, there's a secret tunnel or kind of a mystery to be sniffed out. And I think that's something as a child I found amazing and again, with all the sort of wishing chair and the enchanted wood, that idea that the kind of other lands to be discovered. And I think I have to say that's very much influenced my own writing. Yeah, totally. I wonder if I'm the same, perhaps um, the influence by writing and obviously the books that I enjoy reading, because I do enjoy reading a lot of thrillers. But I do always remember a book. I can't remember which Enid Blyton book it was that I read as a child. But I remember the point when I solved the mystery and it was something to do with a basket and there was a... Um, uh, a mark in the sand or on the on the um, concrete from where somebody had laid this basket down and I and I put the clues together and I pieced it all together and I worked it out before the book had finished and I remember that moment of elation where I was like I've, I've worked it out it was such yeah. a thrilling feeling for, for such a um a young mind I suppose so um yeah absolutely and I loved um I, I read a lot of Nancy Drew and again that just that sense of mystery I think as a reader it's really nice to put yourself in the sort of shoes of the detective kind of whether it's an amateur detective or whatever it's really that sense of yeah you're you're taking charge and you're kind of going along uh with the author yeah I just love everything that's mystery really yeah totally so which genres of books do you read these days for pleasure you still very much uh do you love those sort of thrillers and crimes or do you veer off into other genres yeah I read everything I have to say I I don't I obviously love love thrillers and I I think during the sort of whole pandemic period when my attention span <laughs> wasn't hasn't wasn't quite what it was reading for mm. pleasure it was very much and I think what you touched up upon at the beginning where we're talking about the, the shorter chapters it was very very much that kind of fast pace but generally I do love reading anything and everything so I love Jane Harper's books I love I also mm. love Tessa, Tessa Hadley so I don't know if you read any of hers um, Hadley, past, that is ringing a bell yeah, she's written most beautiful books. She writes a lot of short stories, actually, which you can read online. Um, so she's a British author, but yeah, just amazing writing. And I think one of the things I love about her books is how she writes about family. And it's kind of very much inf- influenced my writing in the sense I don't think she shies away from sometimes perhaps the awkward family dynamics you get. Um, mm. 
yeah, oh, I love she that. writes beautifully and she won- writes wonderfully about nature as well. So you can tell she's someone who takes a lot of pleasure in the outside world, which I do. Um, and mm-hmm. she can conjure just the most beautiful, beautiful images in your head. So, yeah, she's another favourite writer. But I love everything. I love Michelle Caver. Um, she wrote beautifully about the mountains in thin air. I don't know if you've read that one. Yeah, I've, yeah I bought that book for my mum and I've got her other one, which is the scary one. I can't remember what it's called. Is that one I want to say? No. Um, anyway, yes, but I have heard of her, yeah. Yeah, um, I love Sarah Waters as well, so I'm eagerly awaiting the next book. <laughs> one of my oh. favourites of hers is The Little Stranger. Um, yes. Yeah. But I love the paying guests as well. I'm yeah, leaning on a Sarah Waters book as we Ooh, speak. <laughs> which one? My, uh, make, my makeshift um, <clears throat> pile of books here just to hold up the, uh, the speaker. So it's uh, The Paying Guests. Oh, I love The Paying Guests as I well. I haven't I... read it yet. It's still oh. sat here, very, very, looking very still brand new, actually. <laughs> oh, I devoured that one. It's, it's a really great relationship between a kind of mother and the daughter at the beginning and it gets complicated they have lodges that move into the house but again mm. she just kind of skewers the kind of obviously of the period but just just very much kind of dynamics between siblings or mother and child I just yeah and the, the little stranger gave off such a sense which I have to say influenced the sanatorium in a, in quite a big way I think she gives the house so hundreds hall in in the little stranger a real sense of being a character in its own right um, mm. And I really love that kind of gothic sensibility in, in any book I read, where be it a house or any kind of creepy building sort of takes on a life of its own. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love her writing. But I, it's been a, quite a while since The Paying Guest, so I'm eagerly awaiting the next one. Oh, do you know when her next one's out? I don't. I read an article. I think it was probably, well, well over a year ago now where she was saying she was working on something. It would be coming soon. But I haven't sort of seen anything saying and funny enough someone said on twitter the other day or oh, when is a new one out but i didn't see if there were any responses so it may well Come be on, another, another few years yeah sarah waters not you yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the sarahs need to crack all on. the sarahs yeah exactly <laughs> oh, well maybe i'll read that one next because i'm longing to dive into something kind of bit meaty and get my teeth into something because I have been reading a lot of thrillers and they're just so easy to pick up and I keep saying to myself no stop now (laughs) you're writing thrillers you're reading thrillers you know just you know writing the theme tune singing the theme tune (laughs) you need to stop now and just do something else so but it is is yeah I was looking for a nice thick book and I'm looking at this one it's pretty thick so yeah yeah, no, I think I think you're, it, is, it is understandable, though. I think with the thrillers, because often they can be really kind of escapist as well, it is nice during this period to read something like that, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, definitely. And also I do like, I do love a little bit of um, uplit as well. So um, the Authenticity Project is something I read uh, not too long ago as well. So just, yeah, books like that, um, just to kind of lift the spirits every now and again, break it oh, up. I've heard lots of good things about that one, actually. I've got to try. Mm, yeah, it's lovely. Really good. So um, <clears throat> that was one of my favourite books from last year, although I think, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was published at the beginning of 2020. But um, have you got a top three books of 2020 that you, putting all the rubbish aside, let's just focus on those books. Ooh. And what really sort of um, is at the forefront for you from 2020? Top three, yeah, in in probably in no particular order. One book I really, really loved. I love Joe Nesbo. So, um, yeah, I read The Kingdom and that has been, yeah, just one of my favourite books of the year. That, again, is a very big book, um, Mm. which I know some people have commented on. And it's a story about two brothers um, and one of the brothers moved away and then he moves back um, and it's set in a sort of very um, isolated village. 
um, and he moves back and has sort of grand plans to build like a big kind of spa um, hotel. But yeah, lots of things go wrong and it sort of speaks very much about kind of small village life um, and sort of family dynamics between these two brothers. And yeah, that mm. has to be up there with one of my sort of big top reads. Um, oh, I, I love also... this. I'm writing all these down. Yeah, I also read another book, which I, I just love her as an author in general, but Sadie Jones, The Snakes. I don't know if you've read that one. That is oh, yeah. I was sent that, but I haven't actually got around to reading it. My uh, co-host read it and discussed it on one of the podcasts. But yeah, it's still sat there. And you really enjoyed that, did you? Yeah, it's amazing. So how she describes, we do lots of road trips as a family. And she did some fantastic descriptions of kind of driving through France, where she's basically going to visit her brother, who's bought a kind of dilapidated hotel. And it's just, yeah, how she, she, again, she has just the most wonderful description. And I think for me, I just love that in writing where you're just, yeah, there in your head. And I just think Mm. she she captures everything. And again, it's a really nice thing of family dynamics. So um, the main character has quite an awkward relationship with her parents, her sort of father in particular. So yeah, that just was a fantastic read. Yeah, and one of my other um, Goodreads of last year, I love Claire Douglas's writing, um, and she wrote a book called Just Like the Other Girls. Um, Right. Yeah, and I just love her characters. So she just writes fantastic, very real characters, um, and it's characters you can kind of imagine yourself bumping into in the street and having a chat with. And it's, yeah, it's the story of a girl who basically goes to work as a companion for an elderly lady called Elspeth. Um, Mm. And then she kind of finds out that the girls before her, several of them have gone missing. Oh, um, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah so several of these girls go missing and she kind of does a bit of amateur sleuthing. And I also really like that within a book. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a detective character. I do like it when you have someone who's just ordinary and kind of, oh, there's something awry here. What's gone on? Um, mm. And yeah, the book, what I like about it as well, it's kind of two thirds of the way through. The book kind of turns on its head and you're following, I won't say too much, don't want to give away any spoilers but yeah mm. you're sort of following one character and that abruptly changes you're like, oh okay I wasn't expecting that so yeah that's mm. something I love yeah and I just love again Claire's writing is very descriptive but I just think she does characters so so well so yeah I can't oh, probably there, there's there's three but I think there are lots lots more <laughs> sure there are I shouldn't ask these questions because all this does is tempt me to get clicking on Amazon or Waterstone <laughs> I know it's so tempting people. online isn't it <laughs> I know sometimes I just think do you know what I just I just need a little pick me up and a little cheer me up just something to come through the post just to cheer me up and so maybe I'll um pick one of those books I know there's nothing uh, like so, that feeling of something arriving is there <laughs> I know I know it's been a while it's a very quiet month anyway January isn't it so there's not many proofs coming through and obviously I'm trying very hard <laughs> not to order any books I mean I'm, I do have a huge to be read pile of just books that I've bought and proofs that have come through so you know I really shouldn't be misbehaving and <laughs> sleep sleep order. I did that once actually a book arrived and I don't even remember ordering it I must have done it in my sleep it was the strangest thing um wow I, love I know that. I know I must have woken up in the middle of the night and gone I really want to order that book and then a couple of days later I was like someone sent me a book a anyway. midnight click <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and any books for the, the year for 2021 that you're looking forward to reading this year is there anything on your list that you're really keen to get your hands on oh yeah one book I really really want to read and it, I think it is actually out now is Jane Harper's 
survivors or the survivor mm. um, yeah I've that's heard lots of good things about that because I've loved her other books but this is very much mm. in a different setting so I think it's set in a coastal town rather than the sort of deserty mm. things that yeah. she usually writes about to the outback so yeah I very very much want to read that one that's high on my list but yeah there's lots and lots this year but I'm hoping as I said last year it was very intense on a writing point of view and I think from a concentration I lost my reading mojo for a few months so mm-hmm. yeah I'm hoping there's um yeah a, a more sort of downtime period for me where I can get some reading in but yeah there's lots of fellow sort of debut 2021 authors um that I'm looking forward to getting my teeth stuck into so I think it's gonna be a busy reading few months <laughs> yeah it's nice isn't it we've got that little bit of time to to dedicate to that and um so what projects are you working on now can you tell us anything about a a second book or a follow-up book or any sort of short little pieces that you're working on yeah I've been working on a few short stories but I've also I've just handed in the first draft of my second book um yeah which is which is a really exciting moment I was working on that one through the various lockdowns so yeah that follows Ellen and it's actually uh set back here so she's back from Switzerland where obviously the sanatorium set um, and mm. she's she's back here uh, dealing with a, another case which kind of is very personal to her um, oh, but yeah wow. it's set in a totally different environment but also quite dramatic um, kind of geographically so yeah it's a very kind of yeah very exciting book and I think very much touches on sort of similar ideas around Ellen and her sort of past traumas but in a whole new way so I've really really enjoyed writing it and it was great over the summer because obviously as it was set here lots of the scenes I could really yeah conjure really well because I was living them as it were so yeah Mm. that's coming soon. (laughs) So did you always plan to do a second one and did that come very very naturally? Yeah, I did. I, I very much envisaged... As a follow-up, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I had, and I think the epilogue of the sanatorium very much leads into that idea. I very much wanted to have her as a character kind of coming back to her hometown. So, yeah, when I was mm-hmm. writing, I had the initial idea. But for Ellen as a character, it was quite an easy way um, to bring her into the next book because I had lots more I wanted to say about her and her personal life. So her relationship with her boyfriend, Will... Um, Mm. and just her general overall feeling after sort of um, reuniting with her brother so there was lots more I wanted to say so it was it was was quite a natural thing to carry that on. Oh good I'm really excited about that I've never read a follow-on book before I'm very bad at doing trilogies or any kind of (laughs) follow-on books so um, maybe I will do that with yours yours will be the first. Thank you. so obviously your this the sanatorium is out are uh, in ebook and hardback, eighteenth of February. Yeah. Do you have any plans for celebrations? Obviously you can't go out and do the normal sort of things that you'd be doing if it was um a publication yeah. day, but anything sparkly or yeah, just hopefully something really nice with my family. And obviously, as you say, we're limited. And then potentially mm. something online with maybe the bookish community, but nothing sort of set in stone yet. But yeah, no, definitely want to mark it um, in some way. And I think in, mm-hmm. in some ways it feels um, yeah quite special to have it during this period because it's felt like something I've been building up to and something to look forward to. I think it's been such yeah. a strange year. So to have that moment of, yes, finally it's out, it will be very, very special. So yeah, ex- excited to celebrate in one way or another. <laughs> yeah, so um, with it being in Harbach, will it be in the supermarkets? Because obviously those are the only places we can go out and see it visually. So yeah, I, d- I don't I, be able to I don't know. I have to say. when it opens. 
yeah I'm not entirely sure how that works with with Waterstones and what happens I presume they have quite a backlog of books don't they that were due to come out during that period so I have to say mm. I don't know that's a good question <laughs> they'll be spilling out of the doors aren't they I know they yeah I think it's quite a funny period isn't it when shops have been closed but I know obviously people's sort of shopping habits have sort of switched a bit online so yeah I, I don't know quite how it will all work but hopefully it will find readers some way <laughs> Oh, and well, it's very exciting and I'm very excited for you. Um, how can our listeners get hold of you? What's your, I mean, obviously I know what they are, but do you want to just shout out your Instagram handle or, or yeah, Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. So my, they are slightly different. So my Twitter handle is at Sarah V Pierce and it's P-E-A-R-S-E. And then my Instagram handle is at Sarah Pierce author. So all one word. Fabulous. Well, there we go.